Tom's just like, it's just another Tuesday for me. <laughs> just, I ended up into like a full-on pornographic film. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you? Yeah, I uh, did. I nice. was like, okay, this is what we're doing right now. It was called wow. Baka No Not There. <laughs> and, you, uh, Baka No No. <laughs> Uh, you, you now, yeah, but that, that's your rite of passage. You understand. I couldn't control the playback or anything. You, it was like, once it got started, I was like, don't touch it, Josh. <laughs> Just watch. Just leave it alone. Just leave don't it eat, alone. Yeah. Just watch it. Don't don't turn off the dim mode on. The Nothing. only way I could get us to stop is if I quit my browser. <laughs> Nerd On. What is, everyone? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah, you are. Whether it's white suits, black suits, or suits of blood, no one is leaving unscathed on the flying pussyfoot. Wow. Today, we talk about one of our hosts' favorite anime shows and the intercutting stories it entails. Join us for this episode of Bacano. <laughs> <laughs> before, before we get too far into it, my name is Corey. I am Tom. And I'm Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks like you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears, like the extra in the minute where we'll break down a topic. And it's it's fun. It's fun stuff. All sorts of different things. The minute is fun because we break down something in a minute. It's a, it's, yeah. it's intense and fun. It's very stressful to record, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> the timing has to be precise. Yeah, precise. Uh, so do check that out. Uh, not only do you get a whole bunch of bonuses, but you also help us to upgrade our content and be the best that we can be. So check that out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And check out our Discord. Uh, continue the conversation. If you ever listen to an episode and you're like, oh, I want to say this thing, head on over to the Discord. There is, like, for instance, today we're talking about an anime. There's an anime channel in there, and we can continue the conversation over there. Uh, you also, if you're a member of the Nerd on Nation, you get secret channels on that super public Discord. So check that out. And a shout out to Odyssey, Apogee, and Embody Audio. Embody Audio. Yeah, Embody Audio. They're amazing. All those companies we're really happy to be working with and having them in our arsenal. So yeah, that is that's my housekeeping. What about you, Tom? Well, it's the holiday season. A seizing. It's the, the holiday season. Talk about seizing the season, Tom. What exactly. do we got? Well, I'm here giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Uh. Well, and I have the I have the question. Do I ask or tell my extended family if they have the performance package 4.0 from the global leaders in below the waist grooming? I will. I definitely will. It's way yeah, better than talking 100%. about anything other than politics. Um, not to mention, it includes He's not wrong. their lawnmower 4.0, trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws if I had any. So for all those who do, <laughs> please do. Um, <laughs> give yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it and join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off free shipping with the code NERDON by going to manscaped.com. Nice. Nice. You did nice. it. You yeah. got through it nice. real well, actually. I, I, I think I tried. You know, you know, a little, uh, little ad lib. You know, a little cool stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's a great stocking stuff. I know a lot of people are going to think about the holidays. And 20% off goes a long way, baby. That it does. Yes, it goes does. a long way for some other people's long way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Wow. 
All right. That's uh, so, where we're at yeah, now. Check, check that out. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code NERDON. Sometimes you need a rail tracer for your flying pussy coat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But Tom, <laughs> we're talking about... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Bacano today. Finally. Yeah. That, I've, I, I've been hinting at this episode for... But can we just say... Yeah. This was on our schedule three years ago. Yeah. And just for some, for one Reasons. reason or the other, it just got, it kept getting moved. And then finally we were like, just take it off. And Legit. now we're, now we're Something here. Something changed. So, so, so as, as Josh says, uh, a, a, a pulling the curtain back. Yeah. Pulling the veil back. Yeah. Pulling the veil back. Um, we write the show notes on a G drive and uh, we have like, here's the brief synopsis or, you know, here's like the notes and then here are the production notes. And it's two tabs. And I typically make sure, like, I delete them all and all that stuff. I kept them on. I kept Bacano on for such a long it's, time. Yeah. And then it was really sad when I was like, I guess we're going to delete it. Because we didn't know when we were going to bring come back to yeah. this. So if there's a moral to it, everyone li- listening, we will do the episode. I, I, because I suggested this. This is a, this is a Corey thing. And I did. I went and licked my wounds for a little bit. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. We just won't cover that one. We have plenty of beautiful other shows that we cover, uh, such things as Silent Voice and all that kind of stuff. But I'm glad it's back. I'm really excited for this. Well, I think also our Animu fans, our our, our Weebu listeners, uh, like 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 a little anime in their yeah. life. Yeah, and know? this is one of those shows that it it is kind of an under the radar one. If you don't know about it, you kind of don't know about it. But the fandom that does is very persistent in it, telling people, it, hey, you should watch it's this. It's a summer anime. And for those who don't know, like legit, there are the, the long form anime that you know and watch and you see all the characters on the table and stuff like that. But then every summer and also during the fall season, there are these like seasonal shows that just come out and they'll just do like five shows and that's like the summer block of anime. And this came out in one of those. Mm-hmm. And typically it's kind of like that like old school Hollywood blockbuster system where like you'd find like a gem like Bacano and it just sometimes doesn't ever hit like the huge mainstream. So it's very interesting that this is Corey's favorite sh- anime show. Yeah, well, it's one of right. Yeah. Kenshin is probably as uh, the my one, but yeah. I, I also want to say that the last time that we did it, or that we were going to talk about it, it was still on Funimation. It was mm. a little harder to find now. Uh, been some rights. <laughs> oh my god! I can't issues. wait to talk about that. I can't wait to talk uh, about Funimation that. lost the rights to it, and so it's in this weird ether now. And I'm sad because I didn't buy it, and now the DVDs are what like sixty, seventy dollars, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't have that kind of cheddar, but uh, you know, yeah. we're the, you know, this is a we are talking about the show. I was just about to say it is a finished show. It is whether you could find it all or not. And, and, <laughs> and I believe we talked about. Because what's success, easily accessible, the show itself we're basing our rating off of is off the 13. There is some extracurricular episodes, which we will talk about. But at least my rating uh, is off the original 13 run. Okay. Mm. Um, so, uh, Corey's talking about a rating. Because at the end of this episode, if you're brand new, we will be rating it at 1 out of 5. And so that brings us to our first segment of the show, which is... Guess that grub. There's so many things in this. There's a gangsters and immortals and a train. Oh, a big old train. Everybody's on the train. And who's gonna live? Who's gonna die? Will they die? Send the check, Netflix. You're welcome <laughs> to your ears. Um, so if nice, you're brand spanking nice. new to the show, you don't know what that's all about, you're welcome, as Corey said. But this is the part of the show where we're going to go around the table and then guess who's going to have the lowest score from one out of five. No matter how high the number is, the lowest score will be the grunt for the week. Since I always explain and I always say too fast. Josh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, I know it's not Corey. Really? But we don't. It's one out of five. No matter how high the score is, the I mean, this could yeah, be a yeah. grump with a 4.98. We've had grumps with 4.9s before. Yeah. 
So, I want to throw that out there also. Thanks, Corey. And you do know I have a qualm about this. I do know so, you have a qualm about this. I don't. I'm gonna. That's interesting. Oh dang! Dun dun dun! Uh, I'm gonna pick Tom. Smart decision because smart you can't decision. pick Corey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Josh because <laughs> it's a smart decision. <laughs> so now I actually am the only one who gets to pick today yeah, because pretty much. Uh, whoops! You didn't pick. You picked. You picked Josh. Uh, was I gonna? Should I pick you? No. <laughs> should I? Pick That's you? dumb as hell. Um, this is a tough one for me because it could go either way. And uh, Josh has come in this last year. I'd say year and a half, two years, has become anime boy. Uh, with things like with things like I mean, yeah. I, will, I mean, I will say just a quick aside. I was telling Josh like the struggle of finding anime well, shows, and I was like, we're gonna get into this yeah. in the next segment because I do want to talk about it. Yeah, there's a whole process. But it's it's so fun. Just, you know, everything's relative. Yeah. And so, like, Josh becoming anime boy. And I'm like, I must be anime god. But and- no, no, no. He, he is, though. Because, like, we started with we started with My Hero, I'm assuming. And we've gone through a plethora of other different shows. Cowboy. And I would say this is a this is a more complicated of the ones. So, before becoming anime boy, I definitely would have picked you. But at this point, I'm like, maybe it hits different. Maybe I picked Tom because he knows a lot of anime. Maybe he's like, this is fucking garbage storytelling. Uh, who knows? So my honest uh, pick is Tom. Okay. But uh, so the, the the quick aside was that I was telling I was like, and there's a lot of anime that I don't even no bother actually, with. Actually, actually, I'm going to talk about this because we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So the last episode, number sixteen, I could not for the life of me get to play the OVA. Yeah, the, the extra. I could not get it to play on what this website that I was watching it on, and it would not play. It would not play. And I was asking Tom. I was like, Hey, do you have another source? Hey, where do I watch this? And he sent me the same website. And I was like, God bless it. My ad blocker was stopping it from playing. And it was an almost ad. unwatchable because there were so pop-ups. many pop-ups, ads. I you, was like, you are a Jedi now and you hear the crying of a thousand voices. <laughs> like, yeah. I was legit like, like oh, the, even, the, the, the sexy ads. <laughs> I Tom, even, Tom's just like, it's just another Tuesday for me. <laughs> just, I ended yes. up into like a full-on pornographic film. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you? Yeah, I oh, did. I nice. was like, okay, this is what we're doing right now. It was you, called wow. Baka No Not There. <laughs> and, you, uh, Baka No No. <laughs> uh, you, you now, yeah, but that, that's your rite of passage. You understand. I couldn't control the playback or anything. You, it was like, once it got started, I was like, don't touch it, Josh. <laughs> Just watch. Just leave it alone. Just leave don't it eat, alone. Yeah. Just watch it. Don't don't turn off the dim mode on. The that only means. way I could get it to stop is if I quit my browser. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so, are you sitting at home going... <laughs> Are you sitting at home going, man, sounds like Josh had a terrible experience, Corey. You should have definitely voted for him. Well, guess what? Put your money where your mouth is with those votes and join the Nerd on Nation. Four quarters. Yeah, you could uh, participate in polls where you get to guess that grump. And if you get it right, you're the guesser, gator, grass-fed, Gatorade, Genoa, uh, guesser, grumper, guesser. Ding. Uh, <laughs> and you get a shout-out on the show if you get it right. And uh, the Nerd on Nation has spoken, you guys. And guess who they didn't vote for? Corey. Well, they did. A few did. <laughs> but uh, the gump, grump for this episode is a tie. Oh. Between Josh and Tom. <laughs> so I'm going to say you each get a half point there. Hell yeah. So who's going to go first? Uh, it's going to oh. be me first and then, because I have no votes. And then Josh and then me. Then Josh and then you. Okay. Right. Okay. So there you go. There you have it. That's the rankings. Nerd on Nation has spoken. If you want to participate, join the Nerd on Nation by heading to nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. They're all four quarters, right? baby. You're right. 
Patreon. I'm growing. Throw us four quarters. But now, now we go into the complete spoiler of the uh, of that segment and into our uh, initial reaction and uh, first, impressions. first impressions across the pond. I was trying to think. Uh, I'll go first because it's oh, my fault we're here. Okay. okay. Um, summer of 2007. Um, living in Nuvato at the time. Um, and uh, my friend Nate is over. I don't actually know if it was 2007, but uh, it might have been right after that. 2008, something like that. Watch pretty on. He was like, you got to watch this show, Bacano. And I was like, okay. Um, I don't remember how we got it. I'm not going to say it was illegal or not, but he got it for me uh, on, on a little stick. And uh, we watched <laughs> through the whole thing in one night. And it was blew my mind. Uh, it was like, ex- it was exactly like the kind of stuff I like. Like I always pitch it to people. I know people say, so it's like Pulp Fiction, but I'm like, it's no. it's more than that. No. Because I get what they say with Pulp Fiction. But I would say this was like, if if Guy Ritchie and, and had a baby with, with I'll, I'll throw in Tarantino in there as well, but it was, you know, written by like Scorsese or something. It's just, it's so many different genres that I really love all put into one. I'd say it's like Guy Ritchie doing an episode of Arrested Development. Yeah, all right. I dig that. Oh, shit. I dig that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, that did come into well, play. Well, with, with the Tarantino bit of the Well, with the guest violent. directors. Yeah. Like, just like, yep. So, it just kind of hit all these marks for me. And I was also like, at the time, uh, I had I had watched my fair share of anime. I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near where, where Tom's at, an aficionado. And but I'm I, not. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, but but like Nate is, and he's he's watched like the entirety of of certain shows that I haven't even dipped my toe into. Like he's a huge Bleach fan and One Piece and all that kind of stuff. And um, I like to find the the more niche ones, but he's kind of watched a wider variety. Like I've loved Gurren Lagann, and I loved at this time I had watched all of Kenshin multiple times and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. And so this just kind of fit this niche genre that I hadn't really seen in my viewing. Uh, and I just I love a 1930s, 1940s setting uh, for it. Uh, and I love mafia movies. It's just, it hit a lot of notes for me. And I just remember watching it and being like, I haven't seen anything like that before. And that's really inspired you, something you in me. You probably won't. Yeah. Like in anime, it's very interesting that like, yeah, this is not a really a, a time frame, especially as the way that they tell the story. Yeah. And I I, I won't go into any more spoilers of yeah. beyond the 1930s setting, but there's other elements of this show that I just kept going, it's this kind of show? The f- fuck is this? Uh, and so, yeah, it kept me kept me surprised. Josh, you or me? I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to include my original experience of when we, when oh, it was on right, the docket. Right, this is your first impression? Yeah, this is, uh, it was originally on the docket uh, in 2017. Uh, it was one of the first episodes that we were going to do because we were going to start branching out into anime uh, more. First anime episodes we were yeah, going to do. Yeah, it was one of the first. And, um, Mistake on my part. I, uh, I watched it one time and then, I was like, what the fuck? So I watched it again and I was still like, fuck this show. And I I know that I <laughs> I have come to the t- ask these guys. My my uh journey on this show, yeah, uh, Nerd on the Podcast has been quite large. And I have grown quite a bit. And I um coming to the table with qualms is very, very hard for me. So my first it's a challenge for you. It's a challenge for me because yeah. I just don't, I don't want to say negative things. I really don't. I want to focus on being positive about something. So back then, I didn't have anything good to say. Yeah. Well, and uh, as a show, we do focus on that. Like, 
pulling back the curtain a little bit, a very important part of the show is that nothing is irredeemable. Everything has its merits, and we try to speak to all of those things. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't have anything. So it was, I just had a sigh of relief when it just happened that we weren't going to talk. We weren't going to talk about just it at happened. that time. But things happen in life. You experience things. You ingest different media. You read different things. You grow. You grow as a human being. Spangle brown. Uh, and this next <laughs> watching it through, uh, this has been on the docket for a few months. And, you know, I watched it again. And it hit me completely differently. Um, I do have qualms. But sure, uh, it's one of those things that I... I enjoyed it, and it made me interested in the the lore, the world that Bacchano takes place. Uh, even Within. interest in reading the light novels, that kind of thing, like the the actual story. Of you kind of had a oh moment. You had yeah, Baca. Oh, oh, yeah. So and like going into this, I also am very aware that this might also be one of my things that I. Everyone kind of has their thing that when they tell people about it, a lot of people go. Yeah, I don't get it. And you go, all right, that's cool. It's just my thing. And that's fine. And I've it's happened a lot with this show. I've suggested it to a lot of my friends. And they've come back. And I go, what did you think? And they go, I didn't like it, man. I go, all right, cool, cool. And then I just text Nate. I'm like, another one down, man. <laughs> this this would have been like a, we waited till now before it was brought up. Yeah. Like, it, it was like for, for, for noobs, I would not. No. At all. That was my mistake. At all recommend this show. Because that would have been one of your first animes you watched, yeah, right? The like, first time. Cool. I'm out. Yeah. Tom? So. Um, y'all are weird. I feel like for me, if I suggest anything to anybody, it's that meme of, what are you defending like this? And it's a long iPhone 50 with like a giant text thread. I'm like, you don't understand. And they're like, oh, I didn't like it. I'm like, they didn't understand. They're not smart enough yet. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I texted. <laughs> I like, another you put one down. that judgment on them. Way well, to go, I mean, bro. I mean, look, Josh, if you said like, Tom, try this out. I'm like, I hate this. I, I would totally be okay if you said, Tom's not smart enough. There was, dude, there was a point I had suggested it to, to so many people that had turned around and been like, I didn't get it. I didn't want, I didn't like it. It wasn't my thing. That Nate and I started thinking like, did we just exist in that, that room on whatever night that was, was there just a weird thing that we both experienced? All hopped up on Mountain I mean, Dew. Do you know what I mean? There is like, definitely was there like, some shared, like, did we enter a different reality for well, those few hours I and mean, then come back? But then also, like, it was 2007, 8-ish maybe, so yeah. you're younger, it's the camaraderie, you know, there's a lot of things to look back on. Look, and also, everyone listening, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Um, I like some dumb shit. Um, so, like, if I suggest something Can't to somebody confirm. and they don't like it, then I'm like, you dumb as hell. You know, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's just dumb people saying dumb shit half the time. So, but what, for me, uh, watching this, um, I, so, non-spoiler, watching this show, I'm just like, this is such a fucking Corey show right here. This is some fucking crazy bullshit <laughs> going on. I'm like, okay. But it's highly enjoyable. And yeah. I would say that it's something that you could watch and enjoy a lot of aspects towards and I think some of the greatest highlights of the show um, I watched it in dub and it was actually the acting in there and I think uh, if you in the within the community it's one of the strange kind of black sheep where most people say if you want to enjoy this to the fullest like we don't engage in dub versus sub on the show but they say if you want to engage to the fullest the the dub cast is the way to go because not only does it give uh, weight to the setting of 1930s New York 
But it, it, it helps with the characteristics that way. Yeah. When they say Martillo family, you're like, okay, I, I get it. I know what you're, I know how they're yeah. saying it and what they're saying it. Um, and it takes place in America. And the casting was great. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, uh, this is my third or fourth time watching the show. You know, I definitely did my due diligence and watched it multiple times when it was first time. I'm on 12. <laughs> when it was on, on the docket. <laughs> you, um, Miller. But like, you know, it, you know, just like Josh was saying, like, uh, for someone who has watched a, a lot of anime, it's something that definitely… It requires you to engage more than just watching it passively. You're not going to hold your hand and be like, this character is this, this character is that. Like, this is one of those things that you don't skip the opening because it has information that you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's these characters. I may not see them soon, but they have all their character names. Plus in it. a bomb-ass opening that's, yeah. that's it's only really, defeated su- for me by Cowboy Bebop. Oh, it's such a catchy, catchy, catchy yeah. opening thing. So it's very enjoyable to that, that extent. Um, I would say there's definitely, I don't know, I guess some, uh, uh, I guess, uh, hills or obstacles to get through to it's watch It's not a show, show you can put on the background. No. It's a show that you, you're sitting down to watch and ingest every second. And, and also that being said, like, you know, the high point of entry for some people is that you have to pay attention. You have to know what year things are happening and mm-hmm. also who's affecting three who different timelines and, yeah. and, 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 and who's talking about what. And then, you know, what character are they there during this part? Are they there during that part? What's location? setting? And it's all stuff that like if you blink or you miss it, like I, I, I watch anime during my lunch breaks and I'm with my coworkers and I'm like, hey, st- get off your phone. You pay attention. This is important. Yeah. And like sometimes you don't know when those moments are going to be when you watch a show for the first time. So it's just always better just like put your phone away. Take your 27 minutes. Enjoy just the art. Put the phone Put the phone away. You know, like stop looking at the IMDb. Stop looking at the information. Just watch and obtain the information. Uh, so watching the show, I definitely could recommend this to a lot of people. But, you know, for any of the neophytes, I wouldn't. Um, I would say definitely something like definitely slower. Because this is like actually a pretty sophisticated, smart show that like really does like you do have to like kind of almost draw out like, oh, this is what happens here. But it's like very satisfying. I yeah. think. To me, that's the one thing I would say. It's like a very satisfying end. That like, everything comes together really nicely. Yeah, and it also doesn't end the way that you might think it does. And mm-hmm. I thought, I thought, you know, when watching, you know, I've watched several, you know, several. Shows. I watched like five shows, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's enjoyable. But there's definitely uh, more brain work that you need to do, which deters people for some yeah. fucking reason. I get. I mean, I I do get the first, at least very, especially the first two episodes is very like how it's been explained to me very season one of Game of Thrones where it's like, none of this matters in the sense that there's story happening, but we're doing this so that you know who everyone is. And then after that, you can go, okay, great. It's a lot of exposition in the first two episodes is what I'm trying to say. We'll we'll talk about that more when we can actually spoil it. But with that, we're going to the next two segments of the show, which are going to be our brief synopsis and our production. And the brief synopsis given to you by... I'm so glad that this is a brief (laughs) synopsis because this would be an interesting brief synopsis. So I'm just going to read the one-off Google, and it's short. A fantasy caper involving alchemists, gangsters, and immortality is spread over several decades. Done. Done. Easy. Now the production. Um, it's, it's an anime. And if you've listened to this show, you know that I, I try my best to pronounce these names. And also, it's an ensemble anime. So there's hey, a lot yeah. of characters. And I'm going to yeah. not include some of them. And I'm not going to include some of all of their like works they've worked on because we'd be here for four hours. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through the ones that I have and you can all find them on IMDb. And I do include the Japanese actors and, and, and the American actors. Um, that being said, let's just get on with it. So the studios working on this is brain-based. They got such things as Dual Masters King, To Your Eternity, and Dance with the Devil Fortuna. Aniplex, uh, who has given us such things as Full Metal Alchemist, Blood Plus, Eureka 7, 
the showrunner uh, for the director is Takahiro Omori, who has given us such things as Hellgirl, Durarara, and Samurai Flamenco. Producer Shuko Yokoyama from Little Monster, Book of Friends, and Durarara as well. Writer Noburo Tagaki, uh, who's given us such things as Golden Kamui and Koi Kaze and Durarara. The cast for Dallas Genoward, the one that I have put in here is Michael C. Pizzuto, uh, Isaac Dion, who's played uh, by Masaya Onosaka, and J. Michael Tatum, Miria Harvin, from, uh, who's uh, portrayed by Sayaka Aoki and Caitlin Glass, Sesla Meyer is played by Akemi, uh, Akemi Kanad, Kanda, uh, who's worked on such things as Sailor Moon Crystal, Maxi Whitehead, who's worked on such things as Sum- Summer Wars and Fumoto Alchemist, Jacuzzi Splot, who's portrayed by Daisuke Sakaguchi, who's uh, worked on such things as Paprika, Joel McDonald's worked on such things as Escaflone, My Hero Academia, Nick is portrayed by Kunihiro Kawamoto, uh, who's worked on such things as Naruto, Charles Baker, uh, who's been in such things as Breaking Bad, One Piece, Firo Pochienzo is portrayed by Hiroyuki Yoshino uh, and Todd Hacker- Habercorn. Um, Ennis is portrayed by Sane Kobayashi, uh, who's been in such things as Often Light. Uh, Brina Palencia, who's been in such things as Fruit Baskets, My Hero Academia. Lad Russo is portrayed by Keiji Fujiwara, um, who passed away recently, RIP. Uh, who's been in such things as Full Metal Alchemist. Brian Massey from uh, Black Co- Clover and Fairy Tale. And Nisei Holystone is portrayed by Yui Kobayashi, who's been such thing as Stein's Gate, and Colleen Clickenbeard from uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Wolf Children. That's a few of the cast members. Uh, the release date for this show was July, 2000, July 26, 2007 uh, to November 1st, 2007. So Corey might have watched it during the time it came out or the next year. Um, One of those two. Round the then, because then I moved to New York right after. <laughs> the episode is 16, including three OVAs are called specials. Um, it's one season, and the runtime for episode each episode averages 24 minutes. There's no budget, because anime is such a hard yeah. place to find the budget for. And the Rotten Tomatoes score, there is nothing from rating, from, from critics, and it's 91% from audience. Yeah. And that is all the production. Now we'll move on to the complete spoilers of everything. Meat and potatoes. If you have not watched the show, pause please. it, go watch it. And uh, yeah, now we're talking about everything. So favorite part, yes. Well, I wanted to, while we're getting into spoilery, um, just talk about, I mean, one of the reasons why we picked this 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 show to do, not just because uh, you were wanting to do it, but also we had just done Ensembles R Us, which mm-hmm. is la- Ensemble Films R Us, which is, I mean, this is the epitome of Ensemble. They even yeah. draw focus to it in episode 16 where the people that we start off with who are talking about the story kind of very meta of like, where does it begin? Who are the characters? And, and he even says, one. hey, episode one, yeah. He, there's, He's kind there of is no lead character. <laughs> you keep trying to put a title, like you're trying to figure out who the lead character yeah. is and then sometimes there just isn't. Mm-hmm. This is, all of these people are and I just thought that was so interesting. I'll, I'll start with that. that the, this is the epitome of ensemble that I've ever seen. Yeah. Where everybody gets a focus. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a moment to shine. Everybody you get, you, I think, some exceptions, minor, you get an idea of who they are. Yeah. And what they're here for. And you're like, wow. It's, I mean, in six, I mean, yeah, in 16 episodes, you get to see so many characters. Yeah. Show up. So. Yeah, I agree. And the music, I just want to touch on that before we start getting to favorite parts and stuff like that. The score for this is absolutely wonderful. I actually started when I, these last few weeks while I've been watching it, I've been working on other things in between. Again, not a show I can watch 
while I'm doing other things because I need to pay attention to everything. But I would put the score on in the background while I was editing or doing socials yeah. and stuff like that. And it's it's much like I, I know I said it's akin to, to Cowboy Bebop, but I really just love this kind of upbeat jazz orchestra type of music is just really fulfilling and fits this genre so well uh, for being put in the, the 1930s. So I want to give a shout out to to that as well because it's it's just really well composed. And the, and the overarching uh, the era that it takes place is always... I've always been fascinated with the 1930s and Prohibition mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's very, very interesting. I mean, I think the cool thing with this show um, does is that at the very beginning of the episode, it really draws focus to like this you know, girl who's trying to figure out how to tell this story. Right. And then, you know, you have this older character who's like, the story is the most important thing. We may not tell exactly how it's supposed to be said, but we're purveyors of, of information. Yeah. And so, you know, it's very meta. It's talking to the audience in that way. Um, but it kind of invites the audience members to to kind of be like, yeah, I wonder how everything's going to connect. And so you're already in that mindset in that space because, you know, you start out with uh, the two thieves. Um, and yeah. you're like, okay, what is this? Ha-? Like, they're pretty much good, like, an- analogs to Jesse and James from from Pokemon. Of, like, yeah. These, like, kind of dumbfounded uh, thieves. Comedy who are, relief. Yeah. Like. And it's like, how are they all going to connect to, like, this, like, massacre that happens on this train? And you're like, oh, are they going to, like, and that, that, that's the thing that happens. Like, are they going to die? What's going to happen to them? Yeah. So it, you're, 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 you're tagged along with that. Then all of a sudden we, we move on to the next characters. And you're like, okay, well. Well, what's going on with this? Like, okay, there's like uh, some mafia people. What's going on with that? And then all of a sudden, oh, now we're with like this one really like kind of crazy psycho nephew guy. Yeah. And like, what's going to happen with this guy? So like, you're constantly just like given puzzle pieces. And part of the enjoyment of the show is that you're trying to piece together how, you know, what's going to happen when these two meet? What's going to happen kind when these two out meet? Kind of knives out-ish. Knives out-ish, but I feel like there, it's like, a little, I don't know, kind of like like Watchmen, yeah. the the TV show, where you're like, I don't know how this is all going to play together. But I, you know, and that's kind of the leap of faith you do with shows. And I think that there's something missing with like with modern television or storytelling now that you don't get that with other things, where it's like they're giving the audience um, so much more trust and faith that like they will piece it together. And by the end of it all, whether they like it or not, they will understand what the story is going to be. And I think that's something like more risky, more bold that we're not seeing with storytelling nowadays where everything holds your hand and you're just like, oh, I I get it, man. Like, that character cares about their grandpa. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be specific, I'll start off. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is uh, between... It's on top of the train and it's between Lad Russo and Claire, a.k.a. the Rail Tracer. Um, Vino. V- yeah. All the names. Um, yeah. Um, it's... It was just such a cool mental chess game because they both believe in their their mentalities, what they believe so strongly and they're just coming to bat at each other and they're basically just like talking at each other and it's, they both believe that they're not, a, I mean, funny to say immortal, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, I mean, they, anyway, they're just, <laughs> no, they're very strongly opinionated. They're yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you're they're, talking about immortality, you're like, well. Well, that's the so. fun play there, right? <laughs> Is that there's the, the idea of it and then the actual real thing yeah. like for me one of my favorite parts watching the show I remember the first time getting those little pieces right and then finally getting to the, the part where Fierro's about to get mugged and stabbed mm-hmm. in the back and fingers and his oh, fingers get yeah. cut off and I was like oh man and then seeing it start to come off the blood and being like what yeah. is happening I, <laughs> what show is this yeah and I was like that's I remember that being the moment of like I liked it before 
but now I'm fucking here. I'm here for I, this. That was actually the only moment that saved it for me. Mm. When I originally watched yeah, yeah, yeah. it, I was like, I put myself on the chopping block. I was like, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> why? And then that scene happened and I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. I get it. There's a whole There's another more. layer to this. I, uh, but I'm, that moment to me was just like, I, I'm here. I remember that being my hook point. Being oh like, yeah, I'm here. I mean, for me, like, there's to me, I had the opposite effect because I was just like watching, like, what the fuck, what the what what, and then all of a sudden, like, the fingers come off and they come back on. I'm like, why is this now? Like, just <laughs> I don't know anything. And then I think episode seven, we get to the boat. Yeah, and I loved that sequence. I was gonna say that episode has always stuck out and to me. I love Miza. Yeah, the Miza, and then also just like, you know, they they summon. And, and, and like the gothic evilness and then like the immortals and the rules of the immortals. But even the cool thing about it is like the demon or whatever they 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 summon is still even like, oh man, I thought this was the time mm-hmm. and I might be wrong, but we'll still have to say. Like he, he's just chilling and being like, I was going to give more man mortal- immortality because I thought y'all could handle it, but yeah, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, and you're like, is it God? I'll stick around and see what's up. But We're- like, and also in that scene getting to be like, oh, but he, oh, that's, but that person, well, and oh the, shit! But then also, so that episode isn't the first time we were on the boat. We saw some 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 flashbacks of the boat that's like way in the 14th century, yeah. and like all of a sudden, someone just 1400s, gets 1700s, yeah, 1700s, yeah, someone just gets sucked into one hand, and you're like, what? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, that's the last you see of it, and then all of a sudden, episode seven, they're like, oh, that's oh, that's the shot. Okay, yeah. oh, okay. So what has happened? And then later on, you see, uh, uh, who's the old man who has Siza? Yeah, Silzard. Silzard. Thank yeah. you. Who who did do that? Miza. Yeah. Miza 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 chill chill dude. Yeah. He, he might as well be a chill little white. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh he just like absorbs some people and you're like, oh, there's something really going on. And then yeah. it gets a little Highlandery and it's like, oh. And like I think Sisla, the child, I think is like a really cool character because you're like, oh, he's a little devious. And then they open and introduce like, oh, do we start with the character of this? Do we start with the young capo? Do we do like the kid who can never avoid a terrible fate? And it's like you see the kid get shot by Lad Russo. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Shit, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, this is a big spoiler, but the very end of the 13th episode where Miza meets meets him and he's like, he's going to put my his hand on my head and he's going to kill devour me. Devour me, yeah. Devour me. And then he's just like, welcome. And then he's just like, I missed you. And I was like, yeah. all these like immortals, it's like this reunion that like everyone's kind of like foreboding like this terribleness is happening. But then you don't get that without the flashback of like what says law was doing before yeah the, the old dude who had the immortality potion and i was like wow all the character names jesus christ yeah. so um yes josh anytime isaac and maria yeah were oh yeah on, on screen i just they were that kind of breath of fresh air of just so blissful blissfully ignorant just going through like you're thinking like oh they need to realize this thing and they go and their big aha is like they forgot to get somebody a gift. If they if they if they were RPG characters, all of their stats are in charisma and luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, like you just go full charisma and luck, and that's what you get. Is like Isaac and Miria. They're at one of the major gangsters' houses, trying trying to sneak in, and they're costumes. Oh, but the the girl, I the think nun it's Ava, priest costumes. Ava, is crying because she's trying to find her brother. Eve. And they're Eve. trying to Eve. And they're trying to sneak in. And they're they're like, they gotta be, you gotta be secretive. And they're totally not being secretive. Oh, they're Native she, American like, costumes. Yeah. Yeah. And she they end up talking to her and they're like, well, we can make this better. We'll steal your money and then there will be happiness. And yeah. it's just like 
we're doing good. Yeah. So well, that, but like, also that point where uh, Firo gets inducted into the Martillo family and then they have to shoot the, the ceremonial pistol. And you hear someone scream, it, oh my the God, first time. Dead. And then all of a sudden, we never get back to that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, like 10 four, episodes four, later, four, five episodes, then all of a sudden you see Isaac and, and Miri over there and then all of a sudden, you, you have to step away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sh-. but then you're like, no, they survived. We see them later. So you're like, what is going to happen? Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, the, when they realize that they're they're not aging in like 2001, 2001. <laughs> 70 years later, and they're like, <gasps> well, again, they're the happy go lucky couple, and that's why it's just like they're just living life. They they live in they, they live in man. They, live in. they, they out here living, and uh, they out here living, and, and that's the thing where it's kind of like there's a nice sense of balance between the like so the like everything on the flying pussyfoot. It's like uh, two gangs and it potentially and evil a ghost. monster, yeah, and then all of a sudden like everything outside of it's like okay the the mafia and they're all plotting against each other, and then like. Isaac and and uh, uh, Miri are like, these are the dumbest characters yeah. ever. Not like they're dumb, like written, but they're just dumb. Yeah, they're like what extremely likable, but yeah. very dumb. But it's like, oh, what are we doing? Like, we're getting gold. We're stealing from the earth. It is the greatest highest ever. I'm like, yeah. this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And how she's like, you're so smart all the time. Yeah, but then like all of a sudden, like flash forward, and all of a sudden, like they have a mailbox out there. It's like, okay, so they're living in this cave. <laughs> yeah, but also like like to give the writers credit too. Like I I want to give a shout out to like one of the most heartfelt moments in the in the show is with them as well and Chez, where where they're like, oh my god, and he thinks that they're gonna devour him, and they go. We're here for you. Yeah. Uncle Isaac. And she's like, oh my God, you're so lucky. When he puts his mind to something, he's going to take care of you. You are in luck. And like that moment where he realized, Chez realized that all he really wanted was like a family, really. Yeah. And he wants to like trust somebody and not be on guard all the time. And that's why that moment with Mir- um, um, Isa is so big at the end. But but like to give Isaac and Miria one of the most heartfelt moments in the show to me was like, I was like, that's impressive as a writer. Well, no, and also I do, to me, just Chez as well, just like, being this child who has to worry about dying and then potentially being absorbed by another immortal, like, I love that And whole- being tortured his whole yeah. existence oh. for years and years. And I love the whole, oh. like, you know, when he says his name, he says his real name, and it's like, oh, in the presence of other immortals. It was a cool, like... The rule, the little rule, magic yeah, rules. it was a cool, like, rule explaining, like, oh, I said my real name. Why couldn't I lie? It's like, there had to be an immortal on that on that cart. And so, like... You he, find out who it is. And so, yeah, so he's, like, worried about it. And I'm like, that's really kind of cool. It's a good way to kind of, like, not exposition it mm-hmm. um, in the middle of it all. So, um, I mean, we could also talk about Jacuzzi. Oh, I like Jacuzzi. I, so, nice. I remember the first time watching the show, I was like, I hate this little bitch. Yeah, me too. Bitch. He's such a fucking bitch little character. But then, like, he's a good-hearted dude. Yeah. And you're like, I, I And then you, he's like, I cry so much the, that when the real moments come, I, I'm all, it's all dried up. And, yeah. And he handles his shit, man. Like, this kid becomes… The leader of a gang, like a, a a very capable gang who rivals the mafia. mafia. And he who knocked down what? It was 80 of their space their places in one it day. Was, it was like 18. I think it was 18. 18. Yeah. I think it was 18 and and she goes, What did that take? A month? He's like, one, one night. Day, like, yeah, one Whoa. Night. But then also you see him how he gets uh like cornered by two guys. I don't want to kill you. And then like the giant dude just destroys that man's oh. fingers. And it's like, oh God. Like yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. The but the sounds. Yeah. It was just like um. Ah, uh, another favorite moment of mine on the show, to get specific, was the reveal of Claire Vino being the rail tracer. Mm-hmm. So you see that moment right in in the conductor's uh, station early uh-huh. on in the show, where he pulls the gun on what mm-hmm. you find out is Claire later on, uh, the fake conductor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then getting back to it at the end of the show, after you've followed this rail tracer for you know eight or nine episodes, 
and being like, what? There's a real ghost here. Because the way they play it out in the original one is you think that the old guy is the rail tracer. Mm -hmm. And then to have that reveal that it's Claire and he's an acrobat. And so he kicks the gun out of the guy's head and just goes off on this train uh, was another one of those moments similar to me with Fierro's fingers where I was like, what is the what is happening here? Well, I love the I am the rail tracer. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> I forget the character's name. God, in the torture where he puts his hand to the rails. Yeah. Oh, I, for, God. I forget the character's name who's the reporter and how she escapes immediately when all the stuff goes down and she's like underneath the train and then like he comes down. Oh, Rachel. And, oh, Rachel. And, yeah. and he says, Can I have your ticket? And then yeah. she screams. Ticket, like, please. And but then like I played the first part and I was like, something and like the the line you I heard was, How do you like my voice? And I was like, Oh man, I remember this, but I don't. And again, watching it again, for, like for getting ready for this episode, I was like, "Oh man, I forgot this thing." Yeah, like, this whole like I remember the rail tracer thing. I was like, "Oh man, I forget." Like we actually get in contact with that. So yeah, like, it was pretty cool. And he's like, and he's like terrifying and scary, but he's also a good dude. Like when he gives Big Muscle Boy the rope, he's mm -hmm. like, "I want you to pull oh, this as yeah. hard as you can, except for the kid." There are good people attached to it. Yeah, like it, it's a it's a weird moral code because he's also. Mur he's known for when he kills someone, destroying them completely because it's his way of making sure the job is done and being the rail tracer. But at the same time, he's just like, I am going to stand up to injustice. Yeah. I mean, the whole part of like the, the old dude dying at the very beginning. And I remember I was like, oh, Corey's sad at this part because <laughs> oh. like the old man oh, didn't deserve it. The he's conductor. Like, yeah, he's like, this might be my last one. And he just leaves. And, yeah. then, and then all of a sudden at the end credits, you see him like floating in the sewers. You're yeah, like, but oh, then you I'll find out that. that that Claire really did love him. And he was like, he taught me everything I know. Know about conducting. Yeah. And it was like, okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I really enjoyed the relationship between Jacuzzi and Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, she was such a badass character. And he's badass in his own way. Like, yeah. He, like, what he said, he's, you know, get the tears out and then he's just, he's on it. Um, another thing is like when the show starts and I just, I love the, this guy talking to Carol and he's like, no, Carol. It was just like, it was almost like, no, Karen. <laughs> do that. No, when they, Carol. When he kisses her and she's like, that's the first time we've ever kissed. Uh, he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he's like, there's a gentleman like, and then there's just stupid, stupid. both of you. Both of you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I did like Ennis. A yeah, lot, just because like she Fear and Ennis's story might be one of yeah, my favorites. It's very sweet actually. Cause yeah. I'm like, I don't know because so far, like again, you're so used to this blood and and the, the mafia, it's like, oh my god, this is gonna be like sad and they're gonna kill each other or whatever. But he like Fear was just trying to get her back the little button thing. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, I'm gonna tell you how to beat uh the other immortal, and then Fear become like absorbs all the information. But like she's like, I was created and I don't have really a purpose. And she's like, Well, you can just be with us. Ding. Yeah. I knew how to fix you. Yeah, I, I think that story for me, I mean, I love the whole thing, obviously, but that story for me has always stood out because it's such a juxtaposition about what, what's going on. You always think like everything needs to end up with all this violence and stuff. And with within Fiero's story, obviously there is some because he finds out he's immortal after he gets gunned down and stuff like that. But just that that moment between the two of them and then at the you know in the 13th episode getting to see them that they're still together. Uh, it, it's just like, it's a nice, not to it's a nice button on everything, but it's a nice, like, to get to go to that story in the midst of everything, like, Lad's doing is a really nice staycation. Well, yeah, and also, like you said, it's a juxtaposition that like, everything that happened off the train kind of, like, is this, like, like everything does it in its power to be, like, oh, this is going to be really dire. This is going to be really... And then all of a sudden, like, so, like, when's, like, are you sure that you're willing, like, if you it's your life or, or us, you have to sacrifice your life, and he's, like, going into becoming this, you know, this new general or this new, like, leader for... 
this mafia. And then also he has to fight Miza. And then all of a sudden, like, he wants to go just help out, like, a burning building. He's like, oh, I'm going to help you out. Like, and that's, like, the small, simple yeah. things. The intense part of that knife fight where he's, if you, if you stab either of each other in the chest or head, I'll kill you instantly. Is that understood? And I was like, damn. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but then it, it all comes to a culmination again at the very end when we finally off the train and, like, just Miza, like, just brings him in. It's like, now I, I get, like, and he also has that guilt of, like, I have to explain what this, all this immortal stuff is. Yeah. So. Um, another... I'll say my last favorite part. Uh, it's it made me feel so uncomfortable for the realization of what was happening. But Eve is asking oh. one of the mafia family to save her brother, who's in a barrel <laughs> at the bottom continuously of the river. drowning. And the guy says, "We'll save him from." They're still going to experiment on him because he's immortal, semi-immortal. But he is continuously drowning, and yeah, I'm just yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, oh." It just yeah. made me just so like yeah, that was that was a definitely like when I saw that scene for the first time I was like oh no oh, oh no, I no. mean I, and he's been down there for like a, a year. year by this point and you're like he's insane now yeah I he love is it. I love it insane I'm totally cool with that I'm, I'm like, sure you yeah, are so cool it was a, <laughs> so so cool <laughs> so cool. Uh, so cool last last little bit I want to guess I know we got to move on to the other part of the show um, but I, I do want to touch on Lad Russo for being. Probably one of the most entertaining villains I've seen in something in a long time. It very much reminded me. In this me, setting. It reminded you know? me very much of Under the Red Hood of Joker played by John DiMaggio. Yeah. And it's just very much like this loud. Sounds like John DiMaggio too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud, obnoxious guy. But you're like, man. I cannot is, look away. But well, it's also, is he so not convicted into his way of thinking? You're like, I only kill if they don't expect it. Mm-hmm. If they are wanting to go into it, I respect it. And you're like, yeah. this is a is a it's like a I would you know this is like the anti-hero story like you could do a whole movie on this character yeah and it would just be a character even his story. uncle is afraid of him yeah yeah um so. uh, I just thought I, I for for the amount of animes I've watched obviously like when you get into stuff like like Kenshin or or even stuff that dabbles in mystical stuff you can you can do whatever you want with your villains and there's some fascinating villains in those type of stories. But when it comes to something as almost I don't know, I'm saying grounded and there's like immortals and shit in this <laughs> but you know what I mean. When it comes to something a little more grounded like this, having this characterization, he's just a guy. He's he, a man. He's just he, a man. He's Michael Myers. He's yeah. legit Michael no, Myers. No, I think Joker was the perfect uh, well, kind of thing. To me, even then, like him holding the rope and his fingers blasting off, I'm like, yeah. this is Michael Myers' level of like, pain don't affect don't this dude. And, he and out here living. But also he's fighting against, I forget the guy's name with the wrench, and just like the yeah. wrench gets in his body. And I'm like, he's is, just doing. Doing this whole train thing just to sh- see if he could do it too, which is the weird part. He, like, and also, he likes wearing white so he can get all the blood on yep. himself. I'm like, oh or my. dancing around because he wanted to see who did it. You yeah. know. Anyway, I I just got to get a shout out to Lad because I remember watching it the first time with Nate, and he was like, so so like, what did you think? And I was like, I, and we talked about. it. And I was like, I know this is fucked up, but I really liked Lad. <laughs> I hated him, but I really every time he showed up, I was like, this is gonna be interesting. So anyway. That's that's I could go on and on and on and on. I I just love the the equal that that Claire slash Fino brings to the table with oh, him yeah. because he's he's a calmer lad. Right. He's insane too, but he's calmer. Right. And they literally it. have he's uh lads all white with bits of red mm-hmm. and yeah. and Vino's all, all red with like bits v- of white. There's one on his, from his scene suit. at the end at the it's like the last frame of episode fifteen. Where you see some where, where no, there's a wrench being thrown at his head, uh. and he's calm, calm, and then at the last frame, he has this maniacal face that you're like, 
Yeah. Yeah. This be this bitch be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or like when Vino proposes to her and yeah. he's like, Leave your message. They won't kill me. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You could throw your knife at me, but it won't work. And then yeah. he just is like dodging bullets on his way over to this guy. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Qualms, so, quick no, qualms, favorite right? Favorite characters. Oh, right. Oh, How many are we doing? Wow. wow. Three. Uh, I did three. Let's do three. Um, and and I will go on record to say I'll go first because I think this uh I have a soft spot for Firo, mm-hmm. obviously. And I'm going to count this as one because I don't think you could have Isaac, Isaac without Miria. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say if y'all want to do it, count thing. that as one. Okay, sure. Yeah. Because without each other, they're not, they're so likable. I, I don't think they're ever so by much. themselves. No. Uh, and then uh, Claire. Mm. Claire was fat. Once you find out that he's the rail tracer uh, and one of the brothers, I was uh, to like Luck, which we didn't even talk oh, yeah. about. The luck gondors. is so fucking cool. Yeah. But uh, that whole storyline towards the end, I was like, I like Claire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I mean Isaac and Maria. That that I did have it down as this is. It one. counts as one. This is one. Yeah. Um, and then for all of the wrong reasons, Lad Russo. Russo. So you were with I, me when I was going yeah. on my rant just then. Yeah, and it, it's just like it's hard not. To, it's hard watching a train wreck, and you can't look away. Like all his literally, he, he, his monologuing, he's, he's magnetizing. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just oh, magnetizing, man. and it's just like I hate him so much and love him for it. Like he's just so fucking insane. Yeah. And I love it. Again, charisma and luck, but this is chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah. 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 Number so those are Did you do three? No. You did Isaac and Miria uh, and then Lad and then I'll do niece. 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 I okay. like niece. I just think that she's a total badass. Yeah. She is a a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing bombs at people. All the t- all their tats too. <laughs> their um, tats. I would say number one is probably going to be uh, Seslo, the boy. I really mm. liked him. At first, I was like, I don't know. Chez? Chez, yeah. yeah. I really liked him. Um, still hate Jacuzzi. Um, but uh, I think I think, I think think Chez is, is great. I think also like him like trying to put the, the other little girl in the, in the closet. He's like, cool. Now I left the, the dead weight. It's gone. It's like, he's not evil. You know, like he's like, I don't like you, but he's also, a survivor. Yeah, he's and, he's a survivor of trauma, like deep trauma. And I I love that. How he's even still like, he's got his issues, but he's still semi sane. You know, like, like you're it's like, like yeah. Dallas General, where it's like you don't understand. Like no, you know, like this kid's been through so much and for years. Yeah, and, and I I love that. There there's something about it where it's just like, yeah, he he's been through so much, and you know, he hasn't become truly evil. You know, he like he is a little bit like kill or be killed, mm-hmm. but it's like I I love that. And then second, probably Vino. Um, and then third is going to be, um, I think I like, um, uh, what's her, what's her, oh, what's, uh, what's her name? Chain LaFore? The girl. Chane? Chane. Chane. Yeah, Chane. Is there yeah. a mosquito on his neck? I'm sorry to. Sorry. No, fine. I appreciate it. You got it. You got it? Okay, yeah. cool. Thank God. Yeah. It might have got <laughs> a really bite is the, uh. I do. I am teriyaki sauce. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh. Chani. Chani, uh, who is the daughter of... She's the silent assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. And Huey Daughter of the of Huey, yeah. Yeah, she was just really badass. And she was just like... Why, like I was just... She was like, you know... Lad, Lad was just like brute force against yeah. her, right? But she's like the, the the knife. The surgical knife. That's why her and Vino were like... We yeah. And that's why she's like, yeah, I'll meet you in New York City. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I like this. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Huey on the boat too. Being like, well, when do you think you'll make your decision? No, a couple of centuries. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I like this guy. Uh, so now qualms. Now qualms. Excuse me. Now yeah, yeah. we can do qualms, Corey. Now you have f- permission. Go for it. Go ahead, Corey. My go, go. one. My one qualm. And it's not even a real qualm. 
It's that I do think this needed to be more episodes. It, it, it is a, obviously, it being one of my favorites, I think it's it works as it is. But it's a breakneck speed show. Again, you blink and you miss some stuff, you could be fucked for the rest of the series. And, and you know, learning more about it this time around, I've done more research on like the light novels and stuff like that and how much they actually and truly tried to fit into 13 episodes could have easily been done in like 26. Um, I'm just going to tiger pounce on that because mine is essentially the same. I, too much. There's just so much going on. And then again, this is a stretch qualm because this show would not be what it is without what it is. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think a show should require multiple watches to truly get everything that's sure. going on. I know that it is a creative choice. I know that people have commented and reviewed and said that they love that this takes a um, a chance mm-hmm. to do this kind of storytelling. Um, but I just think it's just, it's so much happening within 13 episodes. Yeah. And you can't... Three really... Sorry. Three uh, plot lines that are all kind of equal in importance of what's going on. And you're like... Because usually you're going to have one plot line with maybe some little spatterings of like, oh, this side yeah. thing, this side thing. But these are like all three, A plots. They're all A plots. You got to know. And I would say you can't get rid of the time jumps. The payoff. No. I think if this was, I've Thank seen. Thank goodness they put, this is what the year is. Yeah. But if they if they had done this, and I've read tons of reviews who said this, I'm not the first person to say this. But if they had done this in chronological order, it would have been really boring. Well, yeah. I'm going to say it this way. Because some I, of those reveals are the big moments where you're like, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, why. I'm going to say some hot takes here. Yeah. Um, is that all it, your qualms? Yeah, that's okay. it. Uh, and there's a, an analogy to it where, you know, again, I, I apologize to all the real anime fans, but uh, that's how it is with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And it, I'm just like, oh my God, get on with it. Oh. Get on with it. And so having this inter- interconnected story, you're kind of like, oh, cool. We're going to get. A, you know, the information here. Like, what are the immortals? Okay, what happens? So it's like, okay, so we see what, see, see what happens in 1931 and we're in 1930. Oh, now we're going to see what happens in 1929 because that's going to inform who Fiero is here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, you have those nice points where it's like, okay, that informs these later things. Like, oh, why is Lad on this train? Or, like, what is the heist between... Who are like, the other immortals? Like, and it turns out it's Isaac and or, 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 like, who, why... Um, why everyone's looking at for, looking for jacuzzi, you know, like, oh, what happens? Like, okay, so the dramatic tension is kind of like there, but it's more like dramatic irony because we know that these characters survive, right? So there are those things that you can look forward to, but I feel like, yeah, if it was done chronological order, you'd just be like, this is such a slog. And this is like, it feels like there's almost no point. We're like, again, part of the enjoyment is like piecing it together. So I think to your point, it is taking it slower, making it longer, um, and then potentially just like, you know, maybe doing a whole episode that's all in the past yeah. and not having any of it. But know, but no more, down. I would say no more than 26 yeah. episodes. Keep it keep it the series it is. Yeah. Don't John? don't try to stretch it. It's more of a question. Yeah. I could not for the life of me remember when Firo became immortal. 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 The same the same night that he uh that uh wait, are you talking about like they were the passing year? around that? Alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Is that when that happened? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. So, so they did Isaac and Miria became... steal it. Yeah. So, so I remember that moment because they're like, "Oh, it's not alcohol," and I, it's like, "Oh, that explains that." Dallas, Dallas burns down the 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 professor's thing and brings the liquor to uh, Silazar, and then Isaac and Miria steal it. Uh, well, well, technically, 
eventually they steal it. It goes through some I hands. I just needed that explanation. So but it was then that night. To, to celebrate them, you know, for saving their lives. And Firo joining the, the family. And they have a toast. And, but, but the interesting part is, at the very end of the 13th episode, you see the, oh God, what's his name? The English guy from the 1700s, I believe. If I'm remembering, if I thought it was Elmer? who it was. Is it Elmer who makes the wish? Yeah. And he always tells me. I, I think, think he, he's yeah. talking about how he like knew what it was and he didn't say anything to stop it. He mm. was like, I just, I knew what it was, but I felt like everyone here deserved it. And not in a mean way, but um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I be- believe that was him at the end of that episode being like, yeah, I tasted it and was like, this is the Grand Panacea. Yeah. And didn't say anything. It was like, yeah, cool. I like all these people. Cool, all right. Cool. Um, what about you, Tom? And then the, the last thing is going to be, you know, just kind of, this is like a, a, almost not qualm, is uh, the access. Um, oh, is, oh, oh, oh. That the last three episodes of the OVAs that if you look up on all the the forums are going to be like you should watch them. They yeah. they they tie up some of the loose ends and then they have also called to... the Bacano Extra as yeah. people have titled it in the forums. And uh, they have uh, added storylines or they they have the continued storylines off of the train that you would probably want to watch and see what happens with Lad and see what happens with Vino and all that stuff. And you're like. Why do I have to freaking hack into the Pentagon to find these episodes? <laughs> um, which yeah. is just sucks because it's like if I you hope re- that they work out the rights thing soon. Well, even then they were never ever ever pub- included. They were never even aired. They were yeah. all released in DVDs. So like you're making the show hard to to publish. Which again, it sucks. We all know the story of Firefly. There has been plenty of times where like shows have just been given to like the raw end of the stick and how they were they're aired. Um, but it just it just makes it harder to suggest for other people to be like, yeah, watch this thing that you're going to have trouble to find. And like, honestly, it's like, do you want to invest $60 to just buy the thing and then watch it and then potentially may or may not like it? Yeah. It's, it's a harder it's a harder thing to kind of come over versus like, you know, me being like, buy the $40 steelbook for Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's all there. It's all there. You know, versus this, it's like, I don't know how you're going to, previewed and try it out first. You yeah. Know? You, there is no streaming service that's going to be uh, available to have it. So it's a non-qualm of the show, but it's how of the show. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's part of it. Yeah. Uh, so wait, what was all of our qualms? Is just more episodes? More episodes. I think longer Breathing storytelling. Um, I think it, it's tough, especially that we know that the, the anime goes further on. Yeah. And they had to adapt things to make it into the anime, but like, you know, if this was the case, like why do it as a, a summer anime? Why not do it as like, you know, a two-season show. You know, there, there are such things as that. Or Full Metal Alchemist. It was never that long. Yeah. Um, But you you couldn't. You can't do it. But to me, that kind of is more of a positive note of like… It would have been more like audience accessible just from a being able to take in the content. Well, yeah. even that, that makes me positive or, or hopeful that like maybe you'll get a remaster or remake. That'd and be then, nice. And then they do a full 26 or 52 episode. Yeah. I mean, we also don't know what went behind closed doors. Maybe they planned 26 and then the studio is like, we'll give you enough for 13. And they went, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Part of summer animes, part of summer animes like Your Lie in April or The Devil's a Part-Timer is that they're meant to be like, cool, ship them out because this is the hiatus between all the other mo- right. all the other anime shows. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, cool. You know, if Marvel ever took a break, they're like, here's a TV show. But instead, they just like all the TV shows. I'm definitely going to check out the light novels from here on out. Um, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, rating. rating. So now. I go first. Go first, Corey. That's it is a four point nine plus point one of five. It's a five. Ooh, it's a five. It's a five for Corey. Uh, my only qualm is that I want more. Okay. I don't think that warrants any sort of deduction. 
but I'm also biased because I loved it the first time through, and I was like, yeah, this this I fucks with this. So five. What did you write down, Josh? Four point five. Four point five for Josh. Uh huh. Mine is a three point <gasps> seven. Wow. You guys chose wise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just a high high uh, high window of entry. I feel like you got quite the hair flip going on right now. Do I? Yeah, <laughs> my hair is so wispy. If look, uh, this is one of the the shower shampoo days, so my hair gets really wispy. But no, look, it's a three point seven, and you you listen to me, you know who likes a lot of things. Three point seven isn't a bad number. It, no, it just is, didn't it, make it into his masterpiece. It's not category. a masterpiece for me. But also, like, it's not saying to not watch it. It's saying that, like, you're going to have a harder time watching it than everything else. So you're else. saying there's a chance. <laughs> of course I'm saying there's a chance. And if you could find the right place to watch I, yeah. it and skip through 5,000 ads, then you can you, you you will enjoy it. And I think, but it's also, again, I'm just speaking for people who like anime and stuff like that. Like, we all can see that, that this show is very unique. Yeah. And I think that shouldn't be uh, uh, ignored. In that sense, I can I gush about it a little bit. Please, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought the animation was quite wonderful. Yeah, it was what I would call because you know how sometimes you watch animes and you they're just moving stills. Mm-hmm. This was very active. It I don't know what that Studio type, Ghibli. There, there's a part in. Uh, I mean, Aniplex I think does a really good job in that stuff. Like Full Metal Alchemist and 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 Blood Plus are really really kind of cinematic in that way. But there's a part in episode 14 where Firo is seeing everyone doing the dominoes and then you see his head turn and his body stays the same. And it's like, they would just go to another angle, but like his actual head just tilts on the axis. There and was, you're like, ah. I really noticed it when there was a character, like when the characters were talking, mm-hmm. like there was a lot of, there was, there was action in their bodies and in their faces. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. Some care went into I it. Mean, and I think that's what kind of goes into the the light animes where it's like they, they have a higher production value to get those keyframes in there. Mm-hmm. But then they're shorter episodes. Or yeah. they're shorter yeah. seasons. seasons. So who who got a shout out? We got a shout out Charlotte G, Brock P, and Noe S. Mm, We're guessing nice. Tuan. Tuan. Uh, so I got one vote. Ah. So close, y'all. Strong. <laughs> you look so like I got one vote. Well, I think okay. they didn't know that this was your one of your favorite. No, enemies. no, no. There's no way they could have known. No one's ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I'm well, the grump. I didn't say fuck this show. Uh, I'm not like all not with his words, just with his score. With his score, like Corey has. I think we said before the episode started that people are like, I hate the show. But then yeah. you know, there's people like me who are like, oh, I like the show, but it's not a. It's not a high I'm just, score. I'm just going to go back to Nate tonight and be like, Tom didn't get it. He's dumb. <laughs> Say that and then, but I watched it. I get it. I <laughs> just uh, using your words, Tom. No, yeah, please. No, no. <laughs> words as weapons. He, he didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> he didn't get it. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening or watching. Uh, tell us what your thoughts were yeah. on Bacano. Reach out to us social media. Like I mentioned at the top, there is an anime channel on our Discord server. Let's continue the conversation over there. Nerdon.tv backslash Discord. Uh, do share us with your friends or family, wherever you're listening. Uh, our show is everywhere podcasts can be heard. Rate us and review us there. YouTube, subscribe. Do a little thumbs up. Do all that thing. We like comments. Do all the comments are fun because we can get your thoughts on that. Yep. Uh, yep, 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 yep. For all share, the algorithm gods. Share share the videos with your... Share your... Oh, my goodness. I can use my big words. Share the videos with your your fam, your friends. Uh, we are focusing a lot on YouTube these days. So would love to get more people on that because we put a lot of work into these video episodes. Speaking of which, 
Huge shout out to the Nerd On Nation who have allowed us to continue to grow and to upgrade our content yeah, to this HD madness. Uh, we uh, cannot express our appreciation for the Nerd On Nation enough. So do consider joining that because you can be a part of the growth for as little as a dollar a month. Four quarters, babe. And there are bonuses there. So check it out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. Uh, but that's it. That is the episode. Thank you so much. We appreciate you all. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Ending Broadcast.